Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Finding God Podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, guys, we have an amazing guest. His name is DeQuante Thompson, but you may know him as Sin Assassin because you've heard a lot of his music on the podcast in season one, and you'll be hearing some today in season two. He has an amazing story to share with us about how he found God and that there was someone in his life who made him curious about God. But I'm going to let him tell you guys that story. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with DeQuante Thompson, or a.k.a. Sin Assassin. Hello, DeQuante. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How about you? I am doing awesome. Thank you for asking. I want to thank you so much for being here with me today, and welcome to Finding God. I am very happy to have you here. Now, I do have a couple of questions. You're more than welcome. I have a couple of questions that I will ask you, and because I just want to find out how you learned about God, how you found God. So my first question for you is, what was your childhood like? Oh, so um, my childhood was... Uh, I think I think it was you know for for the most part fun, mm-hmm. um, but also you know I was uh, I, I did different things like I said about my childhood I was I was very sick growing up at a point of time right. uh, to about the age of eleven um, you know on and off I had uh, I used to have uh, asthma real bad and also okay. uh, I I had grandma seizures and then oh. also when I was born I was told I wasn't gonna make it past seven so. Cause uh, I had uh, I couldn't I couldn't eat food right. Something was wrong with one of my lungs. Um, but uh, by the grace of God, I'm here today. That's a <laughs> and, blessing, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, you know the enemy tried to take me out um, before my time, and uh, God had work for me to do. But um, but I mean, I grew up grew up in the projects. My mother loved and raised us the best she could. Uh, my stepdad as well. I did things uh, most kids did in my area, uh, like go skating, do secular music, singing and rapping. Um, yeah. I wasn't brought up in the church, um, per se, but my mama was, uh, my mama was, but, but my grandma, she, uh, she, uh, she was, uh, raised in, in she was saved, you know, say church going woman. Right. Um, and, uh, as a child, I was introduced to, um, you know, I would well, I would go to church with grandma for sure. <laughs> you know, grandma didn't play. Definitely, yeah. You gotta go to church with grandma, you know what I'm saying? Anybody got, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of us got a grandma that, you know, make you go to church, is praying to say, you know. But yeah. uh, you know, um, 
I was also introduced at a young age uh, to to games, you know. Um, you know, I thought that that was cool. I, I was kind of introduced to some of that by my own family members. Yeah. Um, who, taught, who taught me a lot of that, you know. Tell me a little bit more about that. So you say you were introduced to games at a young age. Like, I guess it was one of those things like your grandmother took you to church. And then on the other hand, you were introduced to games. Like, how did that play into your young mind at that time? So um, grandma took me to church, but, you know, I don't think nothing really resonated in my heart um, until later on in life. But, you know, grandma took me to church. She told us about God. You know, she's a praying woman. We seen, you know, some good God examples, but, uh, you know, that's just when the, the lifestyle that I had chose to, to live at the time, you know, I, I was still lost. I really didn't fully understand God and what it was, what it was like to serve and live and follow God. Right. Um, and so, um, and that's what, I guess what happened on that side, but you know, on the other side, my uncles them also had a strong influence. Cause they was like, it was also like, you know, a, a, another great, um, uh, well to me at that time, uh, a, a good male role model yeah. that I looked up to, um, which some of the, a lot of things they taught us went right, you know, but you know, some things, you know, they, you know, taught us was, was, was right. You know, te- you know, teach us to respect our parents and stuff, but, Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, you know, it was, uh, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning how to game, bang, and, and, and you know, beat people up who wearing different colors and you know, rocking different sets and you know, all this stuff, you know, uh, all this crazy stuff. That it's so uh, interesting. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, if that was the case. Um, I know you said that, and see, I understand when you say you had like role models, because even though you know people may look and be like, well. Clearly, they weren't good role models, but what they have to understand is that they were good role models in a respect that, like you said, they told you to obey your parents. They told you to do other things that you're supposed to do. Maybe the lifestyle that they chose was not the best, but they were doing the best that they knew how to try to help you do the right thing. Right. I get it. (laughs) At least what they was taught. (laughs) And, you know, people teach other people what they have been taught growing up, because I know when I was younger... My grandmother and my mom, they all went to church and everything. And then I had some aunts who didn't go to church. But the only difference was my aunts, they were all about education. They were about being strong women. They had good jobs. And so I looked up to them because I was like, you know, this is what I want to be when I get older, you know. And so you kind of just look up to the people who are around you. That's just how that works out. That's right. So at that time, did you even think about God or consider him at all? Because I know you said it didn't really resonate with you then. But did you have any experiences in your um, childhood where maybe you asked God to help you with something? Did he even cross your mind during that time? Um, so the the thing about that is at a teenager, um I kinda I kinda had curiosity about God and, and uh like I said, I it, it is, as a child was you know, took to church, I would say. Um and also my mom would let us go to uh, churches like uh, Madison Baptist Church or Weisberg right. Baptist Church in Huntsville. Um, but like I felt too going to those churches that, um, you know, it was always like some type of bribe, you know, like, uh, like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna give you all some candy, I'll give you some pizza, I'll give you some money if you come to church. And, you know, I, I just like felt like we didn't really learn as much as we could have and known right. as much as we could have. But God did use them. Um, I, I, I remember 
that I, I used to remember like scriptures and stuff like that or the Bible to win prizes in the church. Um, which, you know, we only did it because we won the prizes. Our heart went right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah, I, I, I know the scripture academically, but I don't have a relationship with the king. And so, and that was, you know, the situation when I was growing up as a child, um, even though it was taught, like I said, but as I grew, grew older, I, had, I grew a curiosity about God. Um, uh, grandmama, you know, she, she, I used to go to her and just ask her questions, you know, right. about God. And she used to sing songs and stuff. Cause my grandma could sing too. And she used to sing songs to us and stuff. And, uh, I remember she sung this one song about the Holy ghost and, um, I had a curiosity. I wanted to know, I asked God, I wanted to know what the Holy Ghost felt like. Yeah. And um, at that time, um, I was dating an individual and God was, you know, God was working on my heart, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I started coming down on gang banging and all that stuff. Cause like I was in the schools gang banging. I had people, I had really? a clique of people that were riding for me. Like I had, you know, like we ran the school, like, you know, we, we used to, used to have to come check in with us on certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, but like, um, you know, God, God changed, changed a lot of things about me, start working on my heart. And, um, I said, I went to church with the uh, ex I was with at the time. And, you know, there was like a house church. I've never been to a house church either. That was my first time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was a prophetess there named prophetess Deborah. And she prophesied to me some things that I was praying to God. And I was asking God to do like, or I was asking, believing God for, right. you know, I said, God, I want to feel what the Holy Ghost feel like, you know, that was my way of being curious, curious and wanting to know if he was really real or not. You know what I'm saying? Right, this yeah. God I've been hearing about this God I've been uh, taught and told about by grandma and, uh, you know, hear about in, in some of the churches that I've been to. And, um, that day that prophet is prophesied everything I was talking to God about and she was right on point and God let me feel that he was real. He showed me that he was, he was true. And, uh, since that day, you know, I was like, you know, I want, I want more God. <laughs> How did all of this, um, help you with your music? I know you said you were rapping when you were younger and you were listening to hip hop and stuff. So how did this, um, come How did this all play into you still doing music? So I started doing music I was doing secular music at the age of seven, all the way up to about, I would say, the age of 14, 15, because, because um, at that time, like I said, after I had that encounter with the spirit and stuff, and I really had more desire to really get close to God and really know who God really is, um, God, God set me down one day, and he had told me I had to make a decision. And um, I, I had to make a decision. And so I said, I, God, I'm leaving this, this this secular music alone. Now, mind you, I had a label at that time. And we awesome. I had we had so many people from Huntsville to, to Athens that we were re- recording in the studio, literally. I mean, I had people coming in my house. You probably think I was a drug dealer. <laughs> the way we had people coming in and out all the time. And they, was, they weren't doing nothing but coming and record music. So I looked out for a lot of people. I used to record a lot of people. Uh, some of these people that I'm talking about now, some of them are actually doing good in music. They actually blow up, you know, blown up. They oh, in Atlanta, awesome. they're doing good things. So, yeah. That is amazing. 
And when you say you lived in Huntsville, at first I was going to ask you where you were from when you were taught gangs and everything. And then you said Huntsville. Mm-hmm. I was like, we have that here? I was totally yeah. clueless. I had no idea that they had gangs in Huntsville. Yeah, at a, at a point of time, it was, it, yeah. I grew up and seen a lot of real gangs, like, in Huntsville. But, I mean, a lot wow. of them got locked up, you know, put in jail, uh, in and out of jail, stuff like that. Some of them okay. getting killed, you know, different things. But I've wow. seen a lot on up. I've seen a lot. I've seen people. I, you'd be shocked. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Was there anything in particular? Because I know you said that you started to get curious about God and that you remember things that you heard. Was there anything in particular that made you curious enough to kind of like want to reach out and find a church? Um, I just felt like God was, at the time, God was leading me to the churches that he wanted me to serve and be a part of. And I've never, and that's always been my thing. I've never been a part of a ministry that God has never set me and placed me in because I'm a person that's on an assignment. And I'm sometimes I come to churches to stir the waters. And sometimes I come, you know, just to serve and, and help to, you know, build. It, it just depends on what God had me to do. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm on an assignment. I'm a servant. I'm on an assignment. And uh, I move when God say move and I go when God say go. Hey, I totally understand that. Now, tell me about a negative experience that you had in church, and then tell me about a positive experience that you had in church. Um, with each one of these examples, I want you to tell me how it affected your perception of God. Okay, so I've had plenty of negative experiences in church. Uh, matter of fact, speaking of the very first church I joined, very first church I joined, that's where I begin to preach. That's where I, you know, God called and told me he was calling me to preach after I had got filled with the spirit and, and all those things and uh, served, started serving in the choir. Um, later on, became the choir leader uh, and a director. Um, so I would bring the songs every Sunday to the church, uh, new songs. We would practice songs. I would make sure the choir was, you know, on point for Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then also on the side, I was doing evangelism. Um, with the church and so me and the pastor most of the time most of the time would just be me and the pastor and sometimes you have members go sometimes uh, but we would go out and we would uh, we would evangelize we would go knock on doors pass our flyers pray for people um, you know invite people to church um, things like that and uh, God would I mean God was I mean God was using us I mean we I mean we it was a lot of people coming to the church you know on and off um, and my job also was on Saturday when we did evangelism, um, you know, on the weekend, I had to call the people and check in with them just to see if they were still coming to church and if we need to come pick them up. So that was something I did. Um, but then, like I said, I, I, I learned how to serve in the, at that church in every area of the church, pretty much <laughs> every area. Um, Pastor Wayne was like my, you know, he was he was considered the spiritual father at the time. Oh, that's um, awesome. But, um, you know, there, and then also the negative side of things that I experienced there was that eventually jealousy got, got into the church and in the leadership, you know, past the department. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I was, I was, uh, told to, you know, to lead the church. I was like kind of kicked out, out the church. Really? So. Yeah, I got kicked out of the church. So because it was it was a little jealousy, they kind of felt like we was trying to take over church. But actually, we were sent out by the church to go and evangelize and bring people into the church. But they then when we started, 
Yeah, when we started, when they started seeing things be successful and do good, it was like, oh, well, we're trying to knock y'all ministry. We're trying to, you know, mess you up. That's and kind of Yeah, so that it, little jealousy came into the church, and uh, we was kicked out of the church. And uh, then they offered me, they wanted me to stay. Then they, they, you know, wanted to sit down. We sit down and talked, and they wanted me to stay. But then I felt God uh, pulling me elsewhere. And uh, that's where I ended up going with the pastor that was serving at his church before she went and started her church. God led me to go to Unity House of Prayer. And I served under her. And I still help her today, actually. (laughs) To this day, I still help her. That's good. Now, since the time that you first met God when you were a teenager, how has your relationship with him evolved from then until now? Because I know when I first became a Christian, I... You know, we all have views, you all have things we're taught, but it has since evolved, and now I have a relationship with God. So how did that happen for you? How did it come, how did it start for you from just being, you know, a Christian, someone who just got saved, to actually having a relationship with God? How did that evolve? So when I when I um, just came into salvation, I, um, I've learned a lot of things um, from just reading my Bible. Yeah. Um, and spending time, one-on-one time with God. And that's how I think that the, the personal relationship that I have with God has grown. What advice would you give to someone who is searching for God? What would you tell them? How would you help them find God? Okay, so that's a good question. Um, my thing is I always tell people, um, you know, for one thing, John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. So God died for the sins of the world out of his love for humanity. God loves you. God loves me. He loves us all. And um, if you're trying to, if you've got questions about God, you know, my thing would be, would be to, to go to the Bible and, and study the Bible, go to a good church that um, is teaching uh, sound doctrine to, have a relationship with God is to really surrender your all to him and, and just let God come in and, and change your life around. Cause God is, God can change us anytime <laughs> at a drop of a dime. Yeah. It's just how much we want God and how much we're willing to surrender our all to God so that we can uh, let God be God. <laughs> Cause so many times people think that they have to get it right. They have to be perfect they have to be doing this or that or stop doing this or stop doing that and i always tell people no you don't have to stop doing that just call on god ask him to help you i always say even if you are doing wrong at that moment you can still ask god for help because he sees you he knows what's going on (laughs) so talk to him wherever you are so i like that a lot that's very true yeah yes ma'am yes ma'am yeah because god found me in my sin none of us see a lot of times people think that they find God, but actually God finds them. Yes, he does. God found me in my mess, you know, and he changed my life around. There is no changing unless God comes and change your life. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times we think, oh, we got to do this. We can do that in our own strength. And the Bible says that um, Ephesians 2 and 8, for by grace through faith are you saved, not by works done by us in righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's any man should boast. So a lot of, a lot of times people think that, Salvation comes through, uh, oh, I got to save myself, or I got to stop doing this and stop doing it. You can't stop doing it without God's help. That's very true. Very true. Well, thank you so much, Duquante, for being with us and talking to us on Finding God. And I look forward to talking with you in the future.
All right. Thank you. You're welcome. What an amazing interview. My favorite part of the interview was where DeQuante was talking about how his grandmother was the one who influenced him and helped him become curious about God. I also like when he talks about some miracles that happened in his life as a child when he was healed from epilepsy and how God was working in his life even at a time when he didn't realize it. That was such an amazing story. And I like it because as we go into the new year, a lot of us kind of feel or may feel like, you know, we're not where we want to be with God, or we don't have that relationship that we want. And we may feel as if we are not where we need to be with God. And it's fine if we feel that way. That is God's way of letting us know that he wants to communicate with us and have a deeper relationship with us. And he wants to spend more time with us. That's just God's way of saying it. It's not any reason for you to feel bad or depressed about it. But just know this is God's way of letting you know that, hey, I want to hang out with you. I want to spend some time with you. So if you are feeling that way, it is perfectly fine. So I would encourage you to take some time to try to spend time with God. And for those of you who say, I don't have time, it doesn't even require you to do a whole lot of things. God is everywhere all the time. He's all around you. You can always have time to spend with God. I remember when I was a kid, um, my mother and people in the church used to tell me, well, Kiana, just get up super early and spend time with God. And I would try it and I would get tired and I could not focus on what I was reading or trying to pray about. But then I realized that there's always time to talk to God. I can talk to God when I'm riding in my car. I can just turn the music off. I can talk to God. When I'm cleaning up in the house, I can turn everything off, talk to God. When I'm walking, when I go to the gym, there are just so many opportunities for us to spend with God. So I want to challenge you as we start um, 2022 tomorrow, I would like to encourage you and challenge you to spend that time with God. Whether it's you taking a walk and talking with God, driving to work, talking to God, whatever you find that time, whenever you have that space, Spend it talking to God and see how your relationship grows with him this year and how it develops. People try to make it seem like it's harder than it is. It's not. Just take that time and spend that time with God and talk to him like you talk to a friend. Don't worry about saying all these big, long, extravagant prayers. Just talk to him like you would a friend. Like, hey, God, today such and such happened or, oh, this happened or I need your help. Just talk to him like you would talk to a friend. So that is my encouragement for the year. That is my challenge. And I can't wait to see how your relationship with God grows throughout this year. The song we're going to listen to is by our Artist of the Week, Sin Assassin. And the song is called Pressing On. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Pressing on, yeah, yeah. It ain't always easy, but you gotta keep the faith. Sometimes life has its ups and downs, but it's gonna be okay. My brother, just hold on, no matter what comes or what may. Yo, you gotta keep hey. pressing on There's your boys in the sense and rain Look You gotta turn the keys to talking thin line But got them holding on to you through these hard times Your words to me with a bunch of shut up true vine No but nothing without you yeah Urgency so yearns for thee Looking back at me wish I could change some things Time traveling do away with every 
first thing. Hot point, keynote, keynote. Jesus, Jesus, I'm pressing on. In spite of this great, in spite of the gains. The mess, the devil thought he had me tame. But I got away. My struggle was sin, maybe a shame. Discouraged, broken scars, yeah, so deep down. Hurting and pain, sorry for for my ways. Yeah. Tell me what you separate us yeah. from your love, great God. God. Yeah, not a thing. thing. So help me seek you seek through the storm and rain. rain. No matter what this world brings, the sun is shining again. Yeah. Brighter days. Day. So I keep pressing on as long as you don't always easy, but you gotta keep the faith. Sometimes life has its ups and downs, but it's gonna be okay. My brother, just hold on, no matter what comes or what may. You gotta keep pressing on through everything. Make got a child on the way. I'm just praying, trying to keep the faith. This is a blessing, yeah. Woo. I'm just sorry that I straight away. I've been through hell. Why rebuild? Going through the same thing. Secular sin. What did I miss? When will it end? Falling in sin. Say, Lord, every day, you know that I'm needing grace. It was me, y'all, with the old man. And I'm childish ways I gotta put away. The warfare been so heavy, I pushed through it. No magic. I'm killing the dragon. And when I feel I can't make it a faint, Jesus, I'm calling, say. Faith is so blind, it ain't what we see with our eyes. The world, the devil, they lie. Just listen to God. Been there so many times, tested faith, been tried. Can't count how many times I wanted to stop. But it's resurrecting me, I can't afford to die. Some wanted me to fail, but I keep trusting God. You say I'm gonna be great, that's all that matters now. You're right there with me all along. It ain't always easy, but you gotta keep the faith. Sometimes life has its ups and downs, but it's gonna be okay. My brother, just hold on, no matter what comes or what may. You gotta keep pressing on through everything. Yeah, I made a mess up a lot of things, man. Yo, we all go through it, bro. If I could take it back, I would, but. Just gotta learn from it for real. You can't now. It's all good. We're gonna stand with you. But, uh. I'm just moving forward. That's all you can do. Just let go and let God handle that. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and listening to another inspirational story of how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you will leave a review for the podcast so you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with me or DeQuante, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes, and all you have to do is click on the links below, and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, then click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest, and I'll make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and a time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, Click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. 
Well, I think that's all for now. So until we meet again next week, have an amazing day, a wonderful weekend. And if I don't talk to you before then, happy new year's. Bye-bye.